Hello, hello, and welcome, everybody, to this special early recording of And What Did We Learn? I have Justine back because, obviously. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yay. Also, uh, I am the girl who cried. My Okay, you sound, you sound like a little, like, uh, too close now, like that. Okay. I, uh, Good. I'm still working through the microphone issues, but <laughs> I think that I... I've made a breakthrough. So, and Justine's helping me. So here's hoping. Um, and today we are discussing more episodes of thousand pound sisters because I'm obsessed. I'm as obsessed as Justine ever since she asked me to watch it and then possibly talk about it. So Justine, we watched um, the most, the two most recent episodes. We're recording this on February sixteenth, so we watched episodes six and seven of mm-hmm. of the uh, second season. I watched episode six uh, last week um, in what right after we got to a hotel in Sonoma for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I filled up the bathtub, the big jetted bathtub, and then got in and watched the episode, watched the first episode. <laughs> I was like, okay, Tyler, I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> Freaking out, the bathtub is, is my gift because uh, that was like my birthday gift was going to Sonoma and staying in, in the hotel because it's not uber expensive, but they do have nice suites and like the jet tubs. And so, oh, you sent me the picture and I was I really jealous. <laughs> I love a big, nice tub. When you visit, we'll stay there. It's such a nice place. Um, I mean, it, but it's like reasonable. It's not, not like fancy. I'm not a fancy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, so I watched it then, and then I rewatched a little bit just to refresh my memory. But I remember it very well because I've been thinking about it. Like it's just been on my mind, and I've been watching old episodes. Although I do agree with you, season two is way better than season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> season one is is a little slow going, but that's to be expected, I suppose, given the what felt like an insurmountable journey at the beginning, at least for Tammy. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I guess we'll start off just with like, you know, the beginning. I, I told Justine before we started recording, I really don't care about this being chronological. Um, I didn't take notes really. It's like, I just have impressions. It's really more about how I feel. I feel like with shows like these, um, it's just a lot easier to watch and discuss. You don't have to. Take there's a lot notes. of, um, yeah, there's a lot of like throwaway scenes. And right. like, 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 I don't care about Amy and Michael's paternity shoot. Like, yeah, it's stuff not like, like that. Yeah, it's not like uh, there's no like title cards that you need to read. There's no like, you know, anything that they tell you, they tell you 40 times. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. I don't care. But, this is the type of show where it's more about like our opinions and stuff and totally there's um, so much to unravel so much good lines so. and good jokes um mm-hmm. and 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 brother chris it's chris right mm-hmm. okay not david yeah hey, uh, hey, amanda told me she came over to your house and you had a 32 <laughs> ounce milkshake where the hell is that in the damn diet <laughs> calories in a cup and I was like oh it totally is there's so many calories in a milkshake but it's so good um but 32 ounces damn ah uh, yeah that's in this episode that's like as big as this bottle of wine that like. is oh yeah you got the Justine has the what they what do they call those not mega um I don't know they're um damn it 
what do they they call it this, is this? For them. it's two bottles of wine it's a, a, a wine bottle 1.5 liters yeah, it's a 1.5 liter but damn it i can't remember what they call them but uh she's got the big boy okay so last thursday i drank a whole one of these and a half to myself (laughs) and then i wondered why i felt so shitty the next day you drank three (laughs) bottles you know i've been there honestly not gonna lie and then so this is my leftover from last whatever so i'm finishing it right now what were you doing while you were drinking all that wine well i was i only had a glass or two at first because Uh my dad came over and then after he left, I was like, I just kept drinking. And then, yeah, you okay. know, one thing well, led to another. And I was just curious how you spent your day. It's not like, what made you drink? Like, I get it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it was, was just one of those days day. where it was like going down really good and I didn't want to stop. So, uh, yeah, I know. I've been there. I know. <laughs> Especially if, oh my God, like because of the vaccine or just in general things, uh, I was telling Justine briefly, like, my mental fog is back, the confusion from, like, COVID, and it's just being triggered by being exhausted, and that's being triggered by, I assume, the vaccine reintroducing COVID into my system, so the second shot is going to be real fun, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so yesterday, I, we got home from, or I got home, I don't know, like, what did I do yesterday? Yesterday, I got home, like, from running some errands, and I was like, I'm doing well. I got up early. I w- Naturally, I woke up early. I didn't have to work, but I woke up, and I was like, hey, I'm going to get all this stuff done. And then I was getting stuff done, and I got home after expending some energy. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I feel really stoned. And I didn't do anything. I hadn't had anything. But I was so loopy and out of it that I felt like, like I just could not focus you know, that feeling. And, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, Taylor, what, did, what happened? I don't know what happened. And it so finally it occurred to me what was going on, but I it was like freaking me out. So I came and sat here in the closet and I literally, cause, um, I do bounding exercises when I, my anxiety is really high. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of exercise to, to kind of get your mind to calm down and your mm-hmm. adrenaline to go down. So there was a children's book in here and I just picked it up and just read a kid's book because I have them all over. And it helped. I mean, calming. Um, and so, but yeah, it was a little overwhelming. So um, I get it. Like some days, and I feel like someday, okay, tell me if this is true of you too. Do some nights like just feel like the wine never really hits, like you never get tipsy? And you're just like, yes. Oh, and you're like, I just going to give up. Like you don't drink a ton, but you're like, I'm not going to drink more because it doesn't seem like it's even working. Yes. Yeah, and then I just smell it. But um, and then some days it's like I have two sips, and I'm like, oh, and then I'll just like keep it going for the rest of the day, you know, or the rest of the night. When um, I was in Mexico, I was so fucking hungover the last day we were there, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I need to keep drinking to feel mm-hmm. better today, or I'm not gonna make it through this day. So I went down to the bar. I got. What did I try to get in the morning? I think I tried to do like a margarita. Mm. Um, it was just literally pure tequila. I couldn't even oh. drink it. So then I was like whiskey sour, drank a whiskey sour, still didn't feel anything. Someone right. on the resort was like, oh, you should drink something with Coke in it. Cause that'll like make you feel better. Cause of the sugar. Uh-huh. So I had, 
I had like a Bacardi and Coke or something. And then I was like, still didn't feel drunk, had wine, still didn't feel drunk, like had to drink, like chug like four glasses of wine and like take a few shots just to like feel it a little bit. I'm like, I'm like this week, just from like the one week drinking every single day it like turned me into such an alcoholic my tolerance was so high I'm like like I need to go home and take a few breaks or like I'm not gonna be able to get drunk again that's true yeah if you drink every day you're you won't feel it anymore or you'll have to drink a lot I guess Mm -hmm. kind of how it goes (laughs) um thankfully I haven't at this point but um I've been drinking I drink with you but I've been drinking a lot less lately which I'm proud of like I prioritize my drinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like an adult. <laughs> uh, and even in Sonoma, I, like, I didn't feel disgusting. I felt like we had fun and everything, but I wasn't like, oh, like about myself afterwards. So that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so what were we talking? Oh, uh, yes. 32 ounces um, of milkshakes. And it's driving me crazy that I can't remember what those magnum like the condom magnums mm-hmm. they call those bottles magnums okay so she drank a magnum of milkshake because uh oh that's not even the first episode that's yeah that's like the end of the like the second episode essentially like if we're viewing this as like a movie or like a uh its own thing these two episodes as one unit the theme or like the plot would be Tammy's not only is Tammy, you know, she's gained another 50 pounds. She's 650 pounds now. And it's like really dire. Um, but this schmuck, like out of the fucking air, it seems like Jerry, that's her boyfriend comes to Kentucky and is apathetic at the best and enabling at worst. Like, Okay, well, I think w- before we get into that, we should go over how her and Jerry met. Sure. Sure. Go for it. I would like um, you to tell me that story. They, tell me a they, story. they met. Okay, so Tammy and Jerry, of course, met online. Um, they met in a BBW group. Which I'm like, what does it mean to be a group? Were they all fucking each other in the group? That's That's what confuses me. I'm, like assuming, a I'm assuming it's like a type of like dating type of you know meet. Like, each, like a meet and greet and on, i don't online. think this is regular i'm into bbw bbw no. is big beautiful women fyi she but I, I think i think it's something more than that because tammy is like she's not just a little curvy no. she's obese to say the least right she's literally she's more than morbidly obese so it's like yeah so i think this type of group was some sort of thing for people yeah thank you like a fetish group that's just this is all just my opinion my i think that's a valid opinion simply because there's evidence um because uh our conclusion not even an opinion i think that's a it's a smart conclusion Mostly because she's, uh, she says later in the episode six, she says, after they keep remarking, Amy and Michael are really frustrated because Jerry doesn't help move uh, Amy. Of course, he's not very, he's very thin and not strong, but he's like not concerned with how hard it is for Tammy to move around. 
and Tammy in a, in a, um, you know, in an aside says to the camera, you know, or to the producer, she says, I'm not the first big girl Jerry's dated the things I go through. He's used to it. He's seen it all. So like, yeah, he, she's telling us he's been with other women as almost as big as her, as, if not as big as her. And at the end of the episode seven, he says, I want her to lose. I want her to get the surgery and lose like 200 pounds and then be healthy. So he wants her to still be 450 pounds. He wants her to be healthy enough that she can she move herself and that he doesn't have to worry about pushing her around her. and stuff. Exactly. Because, exactly. because I, I actually think that I might have wrote this down in the beginning of episode seven. Uh, maybe I didn't. Well, and it's it's obvious that though he likes big or women because why else would they be saying this whole episode? It's a problem because Jerry likes bigger girls, so he maybe he won't want her to lose weight. Because in my logical mind, I kept at first thinking, well, she's still going to be bigger. You know, she can still be bigger. Like usually BBW, she- yeah. But then you were then we're realizing, okay, they must all realize and be aware of the fact that he wants her. He wants a woman that's morbidly obese, basically. I think that he he just doesn't want to be the caretaker. And he's realizing that if he sticks around, he's going to have to be the caretaker because um, Chris, Chris said a million times, like, I'm not going to take care of her, you know, because he's got his own family and stuff. And um, Amy and Michael are buying a house and they're moving, they're moving away to start their own family. They're going to have their baby soon. Yeah. Realistically, she can buy a house. That's and in like in the one scene, this is um, last week when I was watching it, I uh-huh. vividly remember thinking this in the scene when they were going to the haunted hayride and Tammy was trying to get into the van because uh-huh. we all know how she struggles getting into the van. Like she oh, yeah. she literally can't even sit in the seat. She has to like <clears throat> sit on the floor, you know, uh-huh. and I remember she's doing that and. Michael has the wheelchair trying to help her. And I remember the look on Jerry's face, just staring at her. And then when they actually got to the hayride place, it was another extremely hard task for her to actually get on to the actual hayride. And, and like, like you mentioned, Michael has to do all the work because he's the only one that can physically do it. And I just vividly remember thinking Jerry is like he has to be like such a sick fuck because he he clearly doesn't care about her no. her emotional or her physical no. well-being he just has some sick fetish for 600 pound women like and there are fetishes for this like there yeah. are like porn sites where these girls will like sit in their underwear and you know, stuff their faces yeah, with food absolutely, and stuff. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tammy like did some freaky shit like that. Cause Amy even says at one point, she's like, all of Tammy's boyfriends are online. Like mm-hmm. she, she never meets them in person, mm-hmm. let alone me. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me at all either. Like Tammy comes off as someone to me who mm-hmm. spends a lot of time on the internet well, because Tammy- she can't leave the house. Not only that, but she doesn't like herself. She doesn't like how she looks. She's very unhappy, but she's very 
un, unaware or unable to change or unwilling to change. She's, there's a lot of block. So her outlet has been for her whole life or for as long as possible to hide and pretend to be somebody else. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me that that would be her outlet and that at the very least, she may not be pretending to be someone else, although who knows, but at the very least, she's, you know, she's in this world where people want her for the, for the exact reasons that everybody else judges her. I can see why she would seek that out. Like, it's understandable. Um, and I also, she's like 100%. She's like the biggest codependent I've ever seen. She simply cannot exist without someone else. And I noticed her language when she speaks about Jerry, it's not really about him. She doesn't say, I don't want him to leave because I love him. She says, I don't want him to leave because I like having someone around. Like, and I don't blame her for that. But I agree with you. Jerry doesn't give a shit about her. And I don't think she loves him either. I think she, re- she just wants somebody to care about her. And Jerry is like, re- seems to be incapable of caring about like literally anything. I don't know if he's just like really really low IQ or what but he it's not even like he's a big dick to everybody he's just sort of there like it's it's not to me I was like yeah he has a fetish I guess but it's almost like he just came here because he didn't know where else to go like wh- what is this dude's story we find out in episode six he's there he's like how many kids do you have or Amy I think asked that mm-hmm. and he says six it's like you know he doesn't ha- have a relationship with any of those kids like you just he has know. six kids and five grandkids and he's 45 years old how are he you 45 years old with five grandkids because you just knocked up a bunch of women and didn't pay you know didn't stick around that's my guess and no i am not i i am not saying that based on any race or where he lived or anything i'm saying that because he cl- couldn't remember how many kids and grandkids he had yeah at first. yeah he had to he had to like think about it for a second and he didn't, he doesn't talk about them. He didn't mention them. I'm like, if you have, if you're involved with your family, it comes up, you know, if mm-hmm. you're taking care of your family and your grandkids, you don't just randomly like go online and like, find, like drive to find your fetish. Like it's, I just, I'm very, I'm pretty convinced that he is not in, involved in those children's lives, regardless of any demographic or anything like that. I'm not saying yeah yeah i i totally agree with you i would be very very surprised if he was and tammy's Um, on tv and tammy is on tv and he she's an easy mark now exactly they said they said where he lives is roughly an eight hour drive to tammy's house correct so i doubt that he would drive far I, i mean the only i remember last season he met up with her when she was in atlanta seeing dr proctor and that was only because she was close to him Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. time i mean obviously he got paid obviously tlc you know flew him or drove him down or whatever but obviously he's getting a paycheck i don't think oh you know there was even one point where the producers like do you see yourself long term with tammy and he was like maybe yeah meanwhile tammy's telling us oh we've been talking about marriage Mm-hmm. And like, can I t- can I just say this guy has one facial expression and it's this? Yeah, it's like confused smile. Like he just got caught and he doesn't know if he's in trouble yet. <laughs> That's how he looks. Um, yeah, only- and go oh, go on. 
no, no, no. Um, and like, I don't blame, like when they go to the haunted hayride or whatever, um, yeah. I totally don't blame her family for like interrogating him. Cause he no. even says at one point, he's like, I wasn't expect to get questioned by Amy and everyone else. She and I don't blame like, them yeah, because Bobby like, is, yeah, she's not, like, yeah, I'm not trying to be, yeah, she is. She, and Amy wasn't even being like an asshole until like the end where she's like had a right to be <laughs> where he was like making jokes about getting her food and stuff. And yeah. And Amy's like, listen, like you have a high metabolism, you're skinny, you can eat whatever you want. But with Tammy, it's literally a matter of life and death. And he's just like, Oh, like he doesn't even care. Yeah. Like a child, like as though, as though Amy is speaking to like her teenage daughter's, stupid boyfriend and being like no you can't take like her driving in your car you don't have a license and the kid's like whatever like that's yeah. basically like what it was by the way can i just say i love that amy and michael are naming their baby gage after yeah. gage from um pet cemetery oh from the little boy in Pet Cemetery because oh, they both like funny. horror movies and i'm like i actually okay. love that for them like i can I can totally picture Amy and Michael sitting there watching old Stephen King movies all day, you know? I find Amy so interesting. I just feel like every episode I learn more about her and how, like, her brain is very, like, she's, she has an interesting brain and in she's really smart and clever and has a lot to offer. And, like, just, like, watching where she's, like, the way that she deals with things, like for instance, she's like for a lot for years I didn't have, couldn't find Halloween this as the Halloween episode Halloween costumes that would fit me, so I would just figure out how to do really cool makeup. And she shows and her all tutorials. the makeup she showed was so good. Like some of it, she what looked really good. YouTubers. It's like special effects makeup, and she's like, mm. so "There's my costume." It's like she is so resourceful. I just that's the word I was thinking of, and I just love her. And like I know she doesn't know how to express certain things. Like, she's not really um, effusive. She's not like, Holy, I love you. You know, that's not how, she, that's not how any of them are. But mm-hmm. she, she is sincere. Um, she's very sincere. I don't know. I really love Amy and I'm so happy for her. And I can't believe how, like, she looks so small, even though she's pregnant, mm-hmm. like sitting, especially not to be mean, but like now when she's on the couch next to Tammy, it's like, whoa, there's a huge difference, obviously. Yeah. But it's pretty wild and yeah and that maternity shoot it's like who cares but it was cute i thought it was so sweet it just made me really happy for them like i know you know like no one really cares about anybody else's you know it's like telling people about your dream like okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i just in terms of the weight loss and the fact that like she and michael seem to just really love each other even Mm -hmm. she doesn't really talk so it's hard to know michael but he's a good guy sure as fuck shows up for his family um yeah and yeah amy really like proved herself to me for lack of a better word in um in the first season when she actually did what the doctor told her to do she immediately genuinely yeah she 
she wanted it. She had a goal. She wanted to have a baby and she just didn't want to be unhealthy anymore. Mm -hmm. So she actually went to the gym. And like I mentioned this in the last episode, like the footage of her at the gym, like she's lifting weights for like two seconds and she's so out of breath, but she's there and she's trying. She's like, like, I just give me a minute and I'll do the rest. You get stronger every time you do it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, and the dancing, I want you to try. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy never even tried. Like we get I get it that Tammy's not as mobile as no, Amy is, but you can still go avoided. and like lift one pound weights, you know. And Tammy, um Yeah, Tammy's words don't match her intentions at all, at least. Exactly. I think point. that I think that Tammy will never lose the weight. And I know that sounds really like negative and maybe bad to say, but I just think that she is one of those people that likes being taken care of like she likes the attention of someone Mm -hmm. having to push her in the wheelchair like she likes the attention of um I can't do this on my own so I need you I can't I physically can't drive a car because I can't sit in the front seat so my brother has to drive me to my dentist appointment I think she likes that she gets off on that type of attention and Sometimes it's not even like that you like something. It's that that's the comfort level for you. And on an emotional level, it's scary to think of taking care of yourself after an entire life, 34 years of being taken care of. That's Um, so true. Yeah. And 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 she hasn't gone out by herself. And well, in the first season, it showed her she went to the the grocery store by herself because right. she actually did start to lose a little bit of weight at the end. But I mean, the producers and stuff were there with her, but mm-hmm. she she's never actually just gone to her car and driven anywhere by herself in 34 well, years, like you said. So, yeah, I mean, I can imagine that would be really scary. It's kind of, it's, it's sort of like, this is a wild comparison, but like, a kid who's really wealthy and wants for nothing and he's given everything they ever want their entire life isn't going to be motivated to work hard for anything because they're going to expect it to be given to them and they're going to be afraid because they don't know how to do anything so it's sort of like that it's just she doesn't have the skill set she lacks the skill set physically and she lacks the skill set and the learning the learning history like knowledge and emotional learning history like she just doesn't and so quite frankly my opinion is the only way she's going to lose weight is if she's in therapy consistently and like dealing with the reason the blocks the reason she's so avoidant because it's not just physical you know um i know it's hard physically but there's a blockage there and it is real she's not she is struggling she's not trying to be a pain in anybody's ass but but those avoidance behaviors are happening it's she's avoiding like you said, she's avoiding the reality of change. Even if, even if it's quote, a good change, she's scared of it. Uh-huh. I so thousand she, percent agree. She needs um, behavioral therapy. She needs someone like me. <laughs> well, in, in a couple of episodes past her and Amy did go to the therapist together. Right. And she was just being a complete asshole to the therapist. She yeah. didn't want to be open. She didn't want to tell her anything. She was just, she has to be like, this is why I didn't want to do therapy. Cause I don't like talking about this shit. And it's like, you I know, totally get it. Yeah. But you have to like, there's obviously, first of all, we, ha- I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. Okay. When she said she only brushed her teeth twice a week. <laughs> yeah. First of all, that made me 
think about her childhood on a completely different level than I ever have before. Because not only did the mother emotionally abuse them, like we saw that in the very first episode Mm -hmm. when they went to have lunch with the mom, we saw how Uh of a friggin' monster the mom is. And then not only that, but to let your kids get that obese because it wasn't like they turned 30 and then all of a sudden they weighed 500 pounds. No, it was, you know, they, they were like weighing a hundred pounds when they were like six years old type of thing. Yeah. It's that's like with everyone on my 600 pound life too. Yep. They don't just get fat when they're in their, you know, adulthood, they no. grow up being obese. And in my opinion, that's child abuse. You know, everybody has a different body type. There's some kids that are chunkier than others. There's some kids that are stick, stick thin. But in my opinion, if you are letting like a five, six, seven little kid get morbidly obese, yeah, it's neglect. It's, that's it's child very, yeah. abuse because you're, you're the parent, you're supposed to be watching what they eat and when mm-hmm. they eat. And if you're getting them to the point where they're having health issues at a young age, it's, yes. it, to me, it's the same as starving your kid, you know? Yeah. It's neglect. You're not, uh, yeah. you're not, you're not meeting their fundamental needs and the hierarchy of needs and therefore you're not parenting them and therefore they shouldn't be under your custody. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. I also want to say what really broke my heart and really made me go, Whoa, and look at Tammy and like with some more sympathy and understand how fundamental her self-hatred is and because of her upbringing she lost her teeth not because she's anything she did as an adult or even as a child she fell as a child as one does i have never broken a tooth but it, it happens more than you'd think guys it's really mm-hmm. awful i know lots of people that have it's like fake teeth, teeth at the front and stuff yeah, third grade for those of you who don't know third grade that means you're eight or nine nine tops usually she hits she she falls she knocks out her front tooth and two other teeth those are the teeth that are missing today so that wasn't because anything rotted out and her mother her okay do you believe her though or or do you think she came up with that story because her teeth actually did rot out i believe her because it would be so easy for amy to be like that's not true you know that is true. It I mean, me. I guess I just have to find a picture of her as a kid and it's see. It just struck me. It struck me as very true. And also the way she was talking, I just, it didn't feel facetious. I could be wrong, but if that's true, it, and I'm just going to take it as truth, like this poor girl from, from age of nine was ashamed of how she looked, blamed for it, and wanted to hide and hated herself. And so she ate to feel better. And then she hated herself how she looked and it's just a vicious cycle the problem here the core problem is tammy doesn't like herself so she doesn't value herself and if you don't value yourself you won't take care of yourself it's it's that's true i mean do you think um the lack of brushing the teeth because i know for some people who struggle really deeply with depression you know they I've, I've seen a lot of things. I've seen Lack people where, you know, their, their whole head is just completely, their hair is matted because matted. they haven't brushed it. They've just been laying on it for 100%. months. I've seen people who, you know, on TikTok and stuff, there's some people who will make videos and they'll say like, I'm so proud of myself because I brushed my teeth twice today. Yeah. And for most of us, like that's something we do without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like we have our routines, you know, yeah. but for some people it takes literally all of their strengths so my question what 
what I'm asking your opinion. Do you think that Tammy was raised where like she just genuinely wasn't taught properly how to take care of herself? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that the lack of brushing comes with like depression and it's hard for her to physically be mobile and do it? Like why, why do you think that is? Cause she never really um, elaborated on it. The, The dentist just asked her how much she brushed and she was like, I try to twice a week or something. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So those are great questions. I think that her mom didn't teach her anything, but I do believe that because she has so many older siblings and just looking at Amy, I, I believe that they got some help. Kind of like my mom, like my mom didn't have a great upbringing, but she got like, she had a good mom, but there were so many kids and her dad was like, not physically abusive, but uh, just really angry and hostile and verbally abusive, like really, really strict. And um, it's just a rough upbringing. And it was our older sister who did a lot of the parenting. So um, I think Tammy knows about teeth and Tammy has been to the dentist. You know, this is, it hasn't been, it's been 10 years, but that means back in her twenties, she was still going to the dentist. So it seems like mm-hmm. dental, hy- dental hygiene is something that's part of this family, which is like, I mean, my mom, for instance, her father would never take any of their children to the doctor. It's a mere, it's a literal miracle that none of them died. Like so many of them had huge accidents and never got to go to the doctor. And yet he paid for college because that was his priority. So he saved money for their college, but would never let them go to the doctor. So different people have different priorities especially when they're mentally ill and her mom is clearly mentally ill. So I do think that she knows about teeth. What I think is it's called uh, motivating operations or things that make us more or less likely to do something. Like uh, if it's a hot day, I'm way more likely to get up off my ass and go buy some cold water. If it's a, it's raining outside, um, I'm way more likely to find my umbrella. Um, if Tammy is 650 pounds, she doesn't like herself. She's depressed and it's hard now to brush her teeth. Yeah. She's not motivated. She's not going to do it. And it must actually like, I didn't think about this until we started talking, but yeah. it must actually be physically hard for her to do it. Well, and, like, the you said, and I are like, both yeah. like, normal in shape people so for us to stand in front of the mirror twice a day and brush our teeth we don't we don't think twice about it but for her like we've even seen clips of her cooking washing her dishes and she has to sit in a chair to do that and when you hear her like I remember the one episode she was trying to like turn on the tap so she could wash her dishes and she was like like struggling reaching to get over so for her to physically take you know the two minutes out of your day that brushing your teeth takes that actually must be like physically hard for her to do yeah so that would be what's called an abolishing operation it makes her less likely to do it because it's hard to do it's like if you're trying to get your kid to put their shoes on themselves and they don't know how to tie their shoes they're going to be like no you do it it's hard i can't you know but if you know how, it's just like, yeah, fine, I'll put on my fucking shoes. Who cares? I want to go outside and play. But the more difficulties you put and the, you know, the more challenges, including negative beliefs about self, 
the less likely a behavior is to occur, i.e. brushing your teeth. She's, there's no motivation. She's, she doesn't care about herself and she's being told that you're going to die. And, you know, I'm guessing that she is very depressed and I'm guessing that probably every other thought in her head is why bother. I mean, honestly, I mean, I hate to say this because I definitely like don't want to be one of these people that's like, you have to work out and eat right to live a good life. Like, but, but it is true though. Like if all you're eating is crap every single day, you're going to feel like crap. And like, I, like I said, I hate being one of those people that says that, but like, you're not, you know what you say, you value yourself by taking It's the truth. And it's like, and it's like, if she literally, we, we all know this from COVID. Like she, she even said it in the one episode, she's like, now everyone else in the world knows how I feel. Like you can't leave your house and it sucks. She's so close to being bedridden, which is terrifying because then she's like, yeah so it's like you know we all know how that feels from quarantine like being stuck Mm -hmm. in our house like it does make you depressed not being able to go anywhere staring at four walls all day long you know what I mean and yes doing that for the past six plus years Mm -hmm. you know um like the peak of her you know uh young adult life you know her mid her mid-20s to her early 30s and um, and then if you're just literally sitting there eating nothing but crap all day long and, you know, I just can't even imagine how shitty she feels. It's, it actually is like a shock that she's still alive. There's also a lot of science out right now. I'm sorry, I won't get into it, but like, there's so much science right now and this affects me. It affects all of us, but it, I'm really involved in learning about it. And I'm actually in the middle of a course on it online about how, closely related your hormones and your serotonin and your dopamine and everything that controls your mood, how closely that is related to the bacteria in your gut. Because if your gut isn't working properly and you don't have the right kind of bacteria, those kind of hormones are not going to be produced and you're going to be depressed. Like it's fucking wild, but there's, there's actually studies that are showing us that that's like really, really, really actually makes sense though. Yeah. And it's not about being fat or skinny. You could be skinny. And trust me, I was the skinniest I ever was, was the sickest I ever was not just because of my eating disorder, but because me had, too. N- yeah, no, nothing good. Like not, not enough muscle, not enough body fat, not enough back, gut bacteria. I was, I felt terrible all the time. Um, so oh, I, I yeah. look at like pictures of myself from when I was like drinking at my heaviest, when I was like, you know, we talked about this on your intervention episode when I was like, yeah. I don't know, 23, 24. And yeah. I was literally eating once a day. And oh. I wasn't, and it, when I ate, it wasn't even like I was eating real food. Um, like, yeah, I was eating like a slice of pizza or yeah, like, you weren't having like a, like a four, yeah, four or like meal a meal or- from McDonald's. And I would eat just mm-hmm. so like I could drink. And then I would, literally just drink all day and all night and smoke cigarettes and that's where my energy came from and I look back at the pictures of myself from then and I'm like I my face looks sunken in Mm -hmm. I look like I it's it's wild to me I look like such a completely different person and now I I eat like six times a day like mainly mainly like healthy food like I've been working like crazy and and I'm like older and the way I feel and look Mm -hmm. is like I literally don't even look like or feel like the same person like it's 
it's absolutely <laughs> insane. So I believe it. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, and it's so deceptive too. Like people don't know that when they see you, they assume you feel one way, you are one way, or you, and I do the same thing about other people. Oh, they're thin. Oh, they're pretty. Oh God, they must feel great. They must be happy. Oh, they're smiling. But in reality, who the fuck knows? You know, like, it's just crazy. I'm trying to find a picture to show you, but we can move on while I'm finding it. Um, um, I love the the meme that I sent you because, oh, yeah. t- okay, so Tammy's last week, she's kept saying that she had this big secret to share. And, you know, you and me last night, we were both, because I, after we finished recording <laughs> last night, I, of course, yeah watch the episode right after so we were talking about what we both thought the secret was and we both thought that it was going to be that she was coming out as transgender absolutely we both just assumed because obviously they hyped it up and then amy even said to her oh it's not a big deal that stuff you didn't hear about it back in the 50s but it's not a big deal now so and then so her secret was that she's pansexual and so I really liked the meme that I found that I sent you today. And it was like, what Tammy thought her big secret was, I'm pansexual. What her big secret actually is, I brush my teeth twice a week. Well, and you know what that is, though? Do you know why that's really, really upsetting, too? I mean, we just talked about the reasons, and I'm not saying this to, to get down on Tammy. But when you say, I try to, and then you give a number, usually the real number is less than that number. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, And I mean, we we just got into this whole thing, but can you just imagine how bad she smells from the lack of or not even oral oral hygiene, but also um, because she doesn't bathe. She doesn't bathe properly. Like, well, no, she just, you know. We saw her in uh, in, yeah, in season one. She would just grab a rag with some soap on it and, you know, and Amy would have to help her. And now Amy's not helping her as much. So. Which she shouldn't have to. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this isn't a judgment again. But like, Tammy, you got money now, girl. Like, I know it'll be whatever, but like, I think you need to hire help. And there's nothing wrong with that. They don't have to live with you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay. I, I understand that that might feel like giving up freedom. And I'm not saying just get help. Like, and it's someone you don't know. And that's, that's a, also scary. And Tammy, Tammy hates change. But that might be something that needs to be imposed upon her. Because the thing about Tammy is she needs to be pushed. Because when she's just prompted, she easily shuts it down. And mm-hmm. when I was watching, like, for instance, in the first season, when... Tammy sees the step. This is she does this all the time, but she sees the steps down to the pool because they're going to swim, and she goes, "I can't, I can't do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And everybody just accepts it and goes, "Okay, that's Tammy." And if they say anything, you're like, "Sure, you don't want to try." I think you might be able to do it, you know. But there's no like, okay, like I wish someone were there talking to her. This is what I mean about therapy. I don't mean you have to go in and talk about your feelings. I mean like behavioral therapy somebody there getting you through the steps like for instance somebody who was there and said you know what I get it like that seems really hard it seems kind of slippery I'm wondering if instead of a no we can be neutral about it for a minute is that Mm -hmm. okay you know and then maybe what we can do is we can have you you know step out of the chair and maybe sit 
and scoot or like whatever i don't know or we can ask about a ramp or we can like just do anything it takes to get her in that pool because once she's in that pool it doesn't matter how much you had to help her she's in the pool she did the thing that everybody wanted her to do then you freak the fuck out and you're like oh my god you did it tammy and then tammy's like wait a minute when i do things i still get attention i get praise and i fucking did it so i like myself and then she starts to build up that muscle and then suddenly she's less tempted to say no because it's more motivating to say yes Mm-hmm. that's my opinion I agree. I, I wanted to have a therapist. I want to go help. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's not. It's not me. It's not my job. I can't do it. But somebody like with like a ton of experience to, and like that, you know, has a medical degree or whatever, should go do that. Tammy is ninety percent of the people on my six hundred pound life. Mm-hmm. They just want to go. They don't want to do any work. They just. They think that weight loss surgery is this um, magical fucking thing that the doctor can just cut you open and shrink your stomach and then all of a sudden you won't be hungry anymore and you're going to be skinny. And and you know what the problem is too, sorry to cut you off, Mm -hmm. but hunger is not the issue. Compulsion to eat is the issue, but hunger has nothing to do with it. So if you don't treat those those urges it makes no difference. That's what Dr. Now says. Every well, yeah, that, that's time. Ex- exactly. It's like the one clip I sent you where the person's like, well, you know, I don't want to be too skinny. I'm not trying to be malnourished. And then Dr. Now just looks at him and he's like, do you look malnourished? <laughs> I actually saw that. I remember watching that episode and cracking <laughs> up. It's like, you asked That's true. For that's it. what the people say. I don't want to look anorexic. And Dr. Now is like, Trust me, you you never gonna look anorexic. Like yeah, unless you become anorexic, I guess. But it's true though. Like Tammy Tammy needs doctor now because Doctor Proctor is Doctor now now. I totally get why they didn't send the girls to Doctor now because it's two different shows and they yeah. probably you know wanted to be a different thing. But right. um, but I think that Doctor Proctor is too nice to Tammy. And it worked for Amy. Amy's like yeah. me, like she's the type of person that that um, is motivated by like nice words. You know, yeah. Ta- Tammy clearly isn't. That's she what needs I'm saying. the tough she love. Needs yeah, push. yeah. She needs to hear. I get it, but you know, here's how we make progress. Like she needs someone to validate her feelings and then push her because it's yeah. She there's two problems. Is she's really good at excuses and also she's really defensive she needs people to understand that it's hard she needs that she just does and it's like okay just give her that be like i know it's hard i know it's hard okay i was gonna i'm gonna show you a picture okay really quick there's an episode of my 600 pound life that i want us to talk about because it's one of the episodes that like totally sticks out to me in my brain it's fairly new Uh um and the the girl on it is like tammy like mm-hmm. with how frustrating she is right times like 500 yeah. and um oh, find the name her, I need to, I her name's it. gina gina's story gina? and okay. she's a lesbian and she has a girlfriend named bethany uh-huh. and her and bethany live with gina's family and everyone is overweight in the family mm-hmm. except gina's like the worst <laughs> and um i'll never forget there's like one scene where no one works in the whole entire house except for Bethany, the girlfriend. And Bethany's at Why work. Is Bethany there? And trust me. And then Bethany like 
calls her she's like hey babe i'm leaving work and she's like oh well will you stop at the diner and pick us all up dinner i'll I'll give you our order right now and then bethany's like no there's food at home i don't mind i'll cook dinner for for all of us when i get home we have food at home we don't need to pick up fast food and then um and then gina's like no you're gonna stop right now and pick up the food and then bethany's like fine like you could tell she just didn't have the energy to argue and i'm like this fucking bitch just worked all day when she's the only person in the house working so not not only that but she's paying for the food yeah and she was willing to even though she worked all day to come home and still cook for everyone yeah and then you're still yelling at her to go pick up your food like i don't know it's a whole thing we have to like cover that up that's what i'm sure that's what i'm saying about pammy and this person that you're talking about that's the codependency. It's like, what do you mean? No, you always do what I say. Yeah. You might say no at first, but then you do it. You're supposed to do it. That's the relationship. And that's why it's so unhealthy. It's like, it's your job to enable me, you know? And so that's why mm-hmm. it's not, it, that's why it's so hard to suddenly be like, never mind. I'm not going to do that anymore. Cause the person's going to be like, what do you mean? No. And then they're going to fight back harder because no, this usually works. You know, I, yeah. I remember like, for example, this is not about food, but my ex, um, when I finally broke up with him, like for real, he had been Mm -hmm. the type to like break up with me and like not talk to me and then be like, Oh, we're fine. Over five years, you know, he had done that many times and we had had many fights and stuff. And this time I left and, uh, he was still like, Oh, whatever. Fuck you, bitch. Like I'm done with you. And then I, but I, I didn't reach out to him again. After about two weeks, he was like, he called me or something and I wouldn't get back to him because I broke up with him and I meant it unlike him when he always would break up with me and he got mad and he actually said when we were talking this isn't what you're supposed to do you're supposed to be freaking out you're supposed to cry you're supposed to come back and beg me to be with you what are you doing like used those words and I was just like are you hearing what no I'm not supposed to do that I just did do that and then I obviously we didn't stay together but that's like pure narcissism here anyway. like telling someone else how they should react to you like i don't know it's fuck yeah exactly but that's exactly what these people are doing this is the deal we're codependent and that's why it's so unhealthy okay i'm going to show you a picture of me in mm, i think it's 2015 no 2016 okay is it just me or like when people say 2015 it feels like last year no it's not just you look there's me damn that's mm-hmm. like so I do not look like that now. Um, you can see like all these bones. I'm not naturally that thin and curvy. So I, I love mm-hmm. this is my friend Brie. This is what I look like now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look like her, but I was forcing myself to look like this. Guys, I'm looking at the picture and um you you look you don't look like and you don't look like Eugene, Eugenia Cooney. No, nobody, nobody knew that I was ill, but I look way too thin for my body because my body type is not that body type. That is not, mm-hmm. I was really unhealthy. I was really underweight. I'm five, nine and I have naturally, I have D boobs and here I have Bs. Oh my God. You're taller myself. than me. This yeah. like, yeah, girl. only I'm by taller. an inch, but this like but- <laughs> makes my life because I normally tower over like all of my friends. So. Yeah, I I know I hate being taller. So anyway, but that's one of my best friends, Brie, and she's like naturally curvy. Like she's thin, but she's just like gorgeous and curvy. And now like mm-hmm. we're the same, I'm the same weight as her. So I feel like she's like my 
my inspiration because she's a hottie. Aw. Well, anyway. You guys are beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's just one in those pictures, what I see is my face is like this. I'm like, eh. Like, I look like a bobblehead, you know, I'm just like, no fat on my body. It doesn't look good. Okay. Anyway. Um, so when, when we were just talking about like the codependency or whatever, in the second episode, after mm-hmm. Chris has his stern talk with Jerry, which in my opinion, I thought Chris was being too nice. I thought Chris should have yeah. told him how it was. Um, oh, please don't be offended. And then he says nothing offensive. Oh, exactly. All he, said, being- all he yeah. says was, um, I like I like what you told me. So he's like, you know, I like, I like everything you said. I like what you told me so far. But... If you if you're not being truthful, we're gonna have to have another talk about something else. And when he said that, I think that what he meant was, if you're not being truthful and you are enabling her, she's gonna die, and yeah. we're gonna have to have a talk, a serious talk about that. Uh, That's what I got from that. I thought he was just being like, "Well, I don't know. You might not get another chance." Like. You're frozen. Just being frozen. I'm going to pause. Okay, I unpause. Zoom, I closed the little Zoom box and it was like floating meeting recording. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Good news, guys. It seems like Zoom audio is a good backup. Um, oh God. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? We almost lost an hour of audio. I'm so happy we didn't. At some point, you know, it's going to happen and it's going to break our hearts, but don't, don't put that energy into the universe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I say it's going to happen, it won't happen, right? Hopefully. I like your hair, by the way. It's cute when it's like shorter, when it doesn't have the extensions. I like the extensions too, but it's cute. Thanks. I have Is so it? much roots. I have to like go to the store tomorrow and get hair dye. Mm-hmm. What brand do you use? Um, I I was starting to use the box dye, like the um the Garnier. Uh-huh. The reds. It's called. <laughs> They have like a lot of different shades of red. So I just was using a bunch of yeah. different of those. The power reds. Yeah. But then, yeah. but then now I'm going back, which I was using originally. Now I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to that. You get it from like Sally's or the salon beauty dye. Supply. you get the brush. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the L'Oreal um, and you just mix it with developer yeah, and it's only, yeah, it's only for hair that hasn't been dyed already. So it'll only like work on your roots. On the roots. But yeah. It seems like the most. I don't know. But then I've been kind of considering like going back to brunette. I don't know what I want to do. I 
I know that if I dyed my hair, I would regret it. Even though I used to dye it all the time. At least not, I'm, I'm at least not gonna do that until after I'm married. I need to have this hair for my wedding. This long blonde hair, um, but it's so long now. I'm kind of like, God, if it were red and long, it'd be so cool. I'd be like Ariel. Oh no, you lose again. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm having a panic attack. Oh, um, really? I really fucking hope come to your wedding. You gotta go. It's it's like nine months from now. There, like, um, there's gonna be. So much progress between now and then. Your turn. What the fuck? I think it's my internet. Oh, it was God. being dumb. No, it should be fine. I just think it blipped. My, I told you I didn't have internet all day and all night Saturday. I know that's such a nightmare. I had um, to use I had to use the personal hotspot from my cell phone. I had to put it. In, I could watch a movie on Netflix. Oh, sucks. Yeah, here there's like random Xfinity Wi-Fi spots, but they suck. Um, so now I'm back on ours. You're just a little choppy. Um, but it should be fine. I'm in here. I always do this. So okay. we're still recording. Me. So yeah, let me see if Tyler's having issues. Sweet. Oh. Oh. Are you having any internet problems? Okay. Is it on and off? Okay. It's on and off. But the good news is that Zoom keeps the recording. So okay. we're not losing anything. So just editing that I have to do. That's okay. Because this isn't going to come out right away. Yeah, it's gone on twice today. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, thank you now. Bye. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> girls only no oh my god i was gonna ask you if after this you want me to unbox my fab fit fun box you just tell it to me you know what that is hello Hmm? did you hear me no oh i said um i was gonna unbox my fab fit fun box Uh. (laughs) oh and see what's in it i think i got a i'll do it after the episode but i i think i got a new gym bag so i'm pretty excited about that Oh, nice. My sister-in-law gets those. Honestly, um, they're so fun. It's like getting a present. <laughs> for a while before um, quarantine happened, I was getting um, BoxyCharm. Oh, yeah? It's like all makeup and skincare. Um, oh, a girl, A girl in my... Because I was in makeup school before COVID happened, or while COVID happened, I guess. I and um, yeah, and a girl oh, that was in my class. Matilda? Did you know Matilda? Or she, uh, they like to be ta- called Taylor. Taylor slash Matilda is in is in beauty school right now. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Because in common. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah, this girl that sat beside me in class, she was getting BoxyCharm. And I'm like, oh my God, what's BoxyCharm? She's like, oh, it's one of those things. And she explained it to me. And I was like, that sounds 100% worth it. So I got it. And I uh-huh. I was getting it for like, I don't know, like four months maybe. And then COVID happened. And I was like, yeah, I have like three big cases of makeup. I yeah. got a case of makeup and brushes like with my course. And I was like, I have all this makeup. I don't need any more. I'm just wasting money at this point. So I canceled yeah. it, but which is really depressing to me, but I miss it. But you can return. The, the thing I like about the FabFitFun or any 
like anything that's this style. Same with our wine club. It's, it's not every month, so it's not like too much fit. And I don't feel like I'm spending a bunch of money. I'm not really. It's uh, like 49 a box and it's four times a year. It's worth it. Plus, yeah. then I can give the things that I don't want to other people like you. And exactly. actually, I was just going to say, I have, I meant to tell you, I have like a full like box of unused Lancome products that I don't need because I have a shitload. Because um, my my godmother is obsessed. She's uh, like, and she's almost 80, but she's flawless. And she like, she does not look it. And she does her, like she's all about makeup and she's going to do my makeup for my wedding. And so every year she sends me like tons of Lancome because that's her brand. And so I have a ton of stuff to send you. And it's not just, it's like the nice skin stuff too. too. I just have so much of it. Um, yeah so I'll send you some stuff and then um we'll see what's in the FabFitFun box maybe there'll be something in there I don't need you can have it (laughs) do you think that I like totally off topic but do you think that I should maybe maybe in the next coming weeks try to find a flight for your wedding but 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 find like a a cancelable is that a word yeah (laughs) <laughs> flight so that you know if something does happen Refund- I, I, I refundable thank you that I won't be like you know screwed on my money but at Absolutely. the same time I think that's really smart because it'll be really cheap right now um do you southwest flies you, you have southwest right near you I've never yeah. flown with them but I'm assuming well the reason I suggest them is like a I've never had trouble with them b you can have two carry-ons for free or carry on in a person personal item for free which mm-hmm. is nice um and also it's refundable their tickets are always refundable so you always get your money back um I'll look. And, and also we i have a bunch of points for southwest that i could give you so yeah look at southwest and see if there's any flights oh, you can okay. fly- I'll look with them and then i'll look yeah with like just everything else i'll do one of those like sky scanner yeah websites and, and i'll for, see uh, um i'm not gonna say the date on there <laughs> yeah off, no no we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about the dates and then we'll also yeah. discuss like i mean we, we might have to do a separate trip but remember i said that i would have loved to do like disney california yeah. i don't I think disney california is open right now no. the one in florida is but in california i don't think it well, is spoiler i was talking to taylor and uh, they were saying they want to do the same thing in 2022. So it's like, if we don't go in 2021, we could have a blast in 2022. And go. Oh my God, that'd be fucking so awesome. I'd be thrilled. Okay. Disney Universal. Yes. I, t- I told them that you would have to go to Universal. <laughs> Universal is fun. I like it. It's fun. I've been there once. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I like Disney, but I'm a, I'm definitely a Universal you're girl. You're a movie girl. I don't like I don't like the type the types of people who go to Disney. And by mm-hmm. that I just mean obviously like, I don't like kids. I don't, you know, it's like a bunch of it, it shouldn't be called Disney World. It should be called uh-huh. Stroller World. Because all it is is like six-year-old kids being pushed around in strollers all goddamn day. Well, and, yeah, and I, I mean it when I walk. say six-year-old kids. Kids don't walk. Every single kid under the age of like 13 is in a stroller at Disney. I swear they, to God. They do that. You know why they do that though? They do that so they can, so they can lock their kids in a stroller and they won't run away. It's not because the kid's lazy. That kid would love to run around Disneyland, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. And they say, oh, my kid gets tired so easily and it's so tiring being at the, which it is tiring. Like 
those parks are huge. Yeah, it's, but, a, whole, um, it's a whole endeavor. Well, I like yeah. kids, so I'll, and be like, next, I'll, I'll protect you from the kids. And, and like the Karens, you know, like all the moms that are like so stern with their itinerary, like yeah. Universal is more like teenagers. teenagers and like, you know, older crowd, like people like our age and stuff that it's like more alcohol friendly and people like, smoke a pot in the you, know, you know, there's like bars and stuff and like adult areas and people just like walk around with their beers and go on rides and stuff like that. That's like obviously more. Yeah my type of thing anyways oh i know where i'm gonna take you the beach boardwalk oh fuck yeah (laughs) we can get some like lame tourist (laughs) t-shirts and And then like and the henna tattoos (laughs) yeah we can get we can get fuggly henna tattoos we can get like piercings and our name on a on a grain of rice oh god oh okay um where even are we (laughs) Okay. I just want to say I liked that the first episode was Halloween because I like Halloween. Me too. Halloween is my favorite holiday ever. It's too. And she's like, I'll leave stuff up all year long. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm just going to go through because obviously neither of us took detailed notes like we normally do. We just were kind of, this was last minute. Um, but from, I'm just going to go through what I did, write That we haven't already went over. So, um, Amy mentions how hard it is to find Halloween costumes in her size, let alone Tammy's size. And I just wanted to point that out as well, because, um, there was one year where I worked at, well, yeah, you guys have Spirit Halloween there, obviously. Yeah, baby. There was yeah, one year I worked I at, about that. yeah, I worked at Spirit Halloween one year and yeah. I freaking, I would love to work there again. It's a, well, at least the store that I worked for, great people, great everything. It's I loved seasonal. it. And, um, they're just having fun. Exactly. And, um, like, because the people that are there, like, genuinely want to be there because they like it because it's, like, yeah. seasonal part-time work, you know? And, um, anyways, it's so true because Halloween costumes are so small, so cheap. Yeah. So everything. Cheapest, like, bullshit Ridiculously fabric. made. Yeah, like, even, like, I'll never forget, like, men that weren't even, like, overly tall like a man that was like 5'11 6 foot for example would come in and he'd be like I want to be Batman for Halloween do you have any Batman costumes and I'm like yeah I have tons of Batman costumes but but even the double XL ones aren't gonna fit you and they're like well I fit double XL and I'm like okay we'll try it on and then they would try it on and the sleeves would like go to there because they're they're just like so cheaply made you know and, and i just want to say <laughs> justice we need better halloween costumes because poor, Ta- poor tammy she's like i guess i'll be a bat then you know they got I her know. like the hoodie with that the- made me so sad that line <laughs> specifically made me so sad what is this i think it's a bat well, i'll guess i'm a bat then and she's being like a sport and i'm like oh tammy and then she gets a fucking giant spider bite Ugh. Me. I just okay up. first of all was that a spider bite no! or, a bed, or a bed sore that was, was a that bed a bed sore. thank you calls it a sore later too okay because i mean I, I don't think i've ever had a spider spider bite. Well, i have it's red it's not if i did like that. i've never had that 
I've had like little like itchy spots on me that like kind of look like a rash. Spider bite is like a big mosquito. Well, depending on the spider, it could be kind of like a big mosquito bite, but it's like hard and Mm -hmm. you know because like there's a mass under it, and then you can always usually see not always but usually see the two little holes from the thing, and that's about what hers looked like. No, Um, hers was like hers. I as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's either a bed sore or she was like picking at a scab or something that was, that's a hundred percent a bed sore i don't know if you want to see this but i googled it girl it's like, i'm drunk show me anything basically <laughs> it's like it looks like hers except it's like the white stuff opened up and so the white like filmy stuff that we saw like that skin is broken in this picture but like this is the same thing right yeah it was yeah it wasn't as bad as I'm like pointing yeah. to the one like you yeah. can see which one oh, I'm pointing no, to, no, but I can't, I can't. okay. Uh, I know where I know how they happen, but like, is it just is it like lack of circulation, or is it just like is it a bacteria, or I, I just wonder. Uh, that that was like a weird. Okay. It was okay. Do that was weird. Okay. Um. It, and it was also weird how, oh. okay, Jerry was cleaning it for her. And then, surprising. And then when they were talking about leaving, he said to her, Well, what are you going to do about cleaning that? And yeah. then she's like, I'll just do it myself. And then he's like, Are you sure you remember how? And yeah. she's like, Yeah. And it's like, What do you mean? Like, did they have a doctor come over and properly teach them how to clean it or something? Like, I need, more background on that probably because it's a bed sore um a bed sore is caused by any prolonged pressure against your skin that interferes with it inhibits the required supply of blood to certain areas of the skin and its underlying tissues okay so i don't really know oh they're called pressure ulcers so they probably can just really easily lead to infection so he might have been talking about like do you know how to like it's it's so it's we we know it's a p- place that's hard for her to reach. So he could have just been saying like, "Are you able to?" I mean, he's okay. not, not really uh, super verbose, so I don't know how well his language. You know, he barely says anything. It's very he's not committed to being there. It's really weird. It's again, it's like he just got dropped off there and never asked anybody what was going on. It's just so strange. Yeah, it's it's like I said. It seems like he has some fetish. He does this. He just likes to make these women in Tammy's position feel special and get what whatever he wants from them. Like, who knows what weird, sick thing Tammy is doing for him behind closed doors? I guess. Right? I, I don't really get that vibe from them, though. Wouldn't I do. Like, really? But he doesn't even I totally do. He doesn't even touch her. Is that part of it? I mean, people obviously are going to act different when a camera crew's there. You see it all yeah. the time on like Teen Mom and stuff, you know? I know. Um, yeah, maybe it is that he's just holding back because normally when he's alone with her, he's like super inappropriate. Do you think that's what it is? Probably. He's like, he's like we don't have anything besides sex. So how am I supposed to and act with her? Okay, this, this is another thing that like I really want your honest opinion of. Okay. They allegedly have sex okay so in well we talked about this already (laughs) did we oh yeah we did we did we did never mind 
Because in the first season, she's like, oh, we made love. I thought he could angle himself, maybe, but I honestly don't know. But I, I mean. But making love could mean anything. It could. But do, but do you think it's physically possible for her to have intercourse? With a person? With a male, like male to female penis and vagina intercourse. You know, maybe not because that, because she's so heavy. Because like, obviously she can't go on top because she physically can't lift herself on like, she physically and can't do that. From behind, yeah, I think she would have to like lay down and maybe have that, someone on top of her. So you know, like I was, I showed you or I had you join the what the fuck wish products page. Hell yeah, girl! Best thing I ever did. <laughs> so one of them was like a, a dildo that a penis goes inside of, and the, the consensus was wait, like. Wait. A dildo that a penis goes inside it's of. It's like if you had oh, a so penis, you put the you put the you put the dildo like, a, like over your dick. Yeah, it's like a penis to like, cover to like extend your dick, extend like an extension dick. almost. Okay, you, yeah, yeah. The inside of the dildo is like a flashlight, so it's like the so guy it feels, feels like, good for the guy. Yeah, the so guy I'm like, that, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's something like that. There's got to be a market right for bigger people trying to have sex. So. Maybe they have something like that, or maybe like he, maybe she's like laying on the bed with like her legs down, and then he can access that area. I don't know. I like haven't really. Yeah, that's true. If she laid down off the edge of the bed, he could like stand up, maybe over her. And then maybe making love is like he just like jerks off all over her belly. I don't know. I don't think she can reach herself. I don't think she can touch herself. So he would have to do that. That's sad. Can you imagine? Guys, I'm not sex shaming them. I'm a very, no, I'm a very, very, very sex no, positive person. Were, Trust me. No I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely just, yeah, and, I'm genuinely no point, just curious. At no point did anybody say that there's anything wrong with this. I don't know why, but because we were both talking or maybe we just sound so good. Uh, Zoom was like, are you trying to play music? because <laughs> we are in perfect harmony <laughs> like, actually we're not sex shaming um <laughs> yeah no i'm genuinely just curious about the sex thing because i mean i've never had sex with anybody that's 600 pounds so yeah, I imagine i'm genuinely man, just curious it probably i think would maybe not i don't know i would think it'd be harder with a, a bigger man well well, that's what I was gonna say I I had a friend that was dating a larger man you know he wasn't 600 pounds but he was maybe he was maybe like 300 he had like maybe 300 like he had a big he was just a bigger yeah I have a friend whose husband is about 300 pounds but and I remember one time but I can tell that they can have sex fine like he's just bigger yeah like yeah and I I remember one time all of us were like drinking and I used to work with this girl. I was really close with her. And I remember me and her actually went to see Justin Bieber together in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We had a hell of a time. Um, and I remember one time me and her were just like drinking and she was like talking about fucking him. And I asked her straight up. I was like, like, how do you do it? Because you're like a small little girl and he's like very large. 
And then she's like, well, I have to go on top. Ugh. And I'm like, okay, like that makes sense. But with Tammy, yeah, it's like different because Tammy's like v- huge. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy's like friggin' like know. a toothpick. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, can I don't think he can do the splits. So I don't know. <laughs> I kind of think of like, like, <laughs> girl, can you know. do it on the dick? <laughs> um, okay. When, when, okay, first of all, I loved when Jerry arrived and he's like, what up, baby girl? I thought that was funny. Yeah. But, um, he, like, to his credit, he's like, he's never rude or anything to anybody. He's just sort of, he's just not, not helpful and confusing to me. <laughs> um, I, I mean, okay, well, when they were in the Halloween store, um, and, because the store was really small and had ramps and then yeah they had had all of the so hard yeah they had all of the plus size costumes Mm -hmm. in the back area and they had to go through that doorway and michael had to like maneuver and pull every which way and then i remember watching it and being like why the fuck isn't Jerry doing that? That's his girl. Like he's the one fucking her. But then literally right after I was yelling at my TV, Amy said, the reason why Michael has to do all the work is because Jerry's so small and skinny. He can't physically do it. And he has no muscle. And it's my opinion that he's a drug addict. So yeah. And she, and that's what I was just about to ask you, but Amy says, Tammy is 600 pounds of dead weight. Like, if you think about it, that's, I I couldn't push that. No, and she's pushing, no. And like, and then the second, in episode seven, her her siblings are talking about that. Can you imagine having to carry that much weight? Yeah, Chris even says, just, just getting up and going pee for her. That's, uh, that's insane. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it is insane. So they do understand and they have sympathy, you know. It's just it, it's just really hard when someone wants to get better but can't value themselves enough. I mean, to do it. She just lacks so many skills, you know. I mean, I think we talked about this in the last episode. Um yeah. I was drunk then and I'm drunk now, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But um but you know, we were, I, th- I think we were talking about how a food addiction is still an addiction, but it's a hundred times harder than, than like a drug addiction. Cause you know, you just, yeah. you don't just stop doing drugs. Like, obviously I get, there's a lot more to it than that, but with drug addiction, you stop doing drugs, but with food addiction, mm-hmm. you still have to eat. Like everyone has to eat. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's finding that balance it's it's not just balance it's function it's eating for a completely different reason you Mm -hmm. know it's like you can't stop the behavior but you have to change the function of the behavior which is a really hard thing to do and it's not something that we do in in any other area of our life you know unless it's like uh you know a kid keeps hitting people so you give him a ball to throw instead and he changes the function of his behavior but that's you know a simple example um, sorry, if a kid was throwing things and you give him a ball to throw, that's changing a function. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's basically, and I've been through this myself um, with my own eating disorder. It's you have to relearn how to eat, 
why you eat. You have to relearn what it feels like to be hungry, relearn what it feels like to be full, relearn what it feels like to be hungry but full and the difference between appetite and hunger. You have to relearn um, how many times to do your food. You have to relearn how many bites to take. Like everything, it's like you're like a foreigner in a land all of a sudden. It's like, well, what do normal people do? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even just today, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's going to be four years of recovery this August. And still just today, I was having a bowl of chili and I just kind of was like, I threw some chips in it. And so it was like taco soup and some cheese and was eating it. And I stopped and I was like, oh my God, I'm like a normal person right now. Like, because I still, that doesn't happen that often that I don't think about what I'm eating. Because for me, it's obsession, right? For for Tammy, it's overeating. But for me, it's obsessing and, and undereating and counting calories. And I feel like uh, for both of you guys, it's obsession, but in a completely different way. Yeah. Like for sorry, you, right. it was like how much I'm eating, um, you how know, little, how many how, how many calories I'm yeah. intaking. Like that's too fattening. For Tammy, it's an obsession, but in the way where it's like I need to have every single fucking yeah. thing in sight right? like almost, almost the, the opposite yeah i have to be eating almost all the time. almost the opposite because as yeah. we learned with tammy she can't have pre-made foods in the house because no my i can't believe I, I almost called him mike chris i can't oh, believe we haven't even mentioned wait, this yes yet. Oh. when they're at their at the end of episode seven when they're at amy's uh baby shower, shower. um it's amy chris uh, Misty and Chris's wife uh-huh. and the four of them are saying you know nothing's working what do we do and then one of them says oh well we just have to get her those pre-made meals and then Chris goes no well that doesn't work because last time she had those she ate 32 meals in two days and I'm like excuse me and you know those pre-made meals are like full meals like they have you know they're what? probably like 600 calories like that's each. exactly what I was gonna say <laughs> Like 600 calories. 600 calories is like, I feel like the average amount of calories for like a healthy meal, like a high protein. Like if you had three meals with 600 calories, that's 1800 calories plus snacks. Then you're in the 2000, 2000, you know, 2200 range. That's pretty healthy for for a woman. I think men need more, but um, yeah. Yeah. But Tammy, Tammy needs like Dr. Now, for example, puts his, his patients on like a 1300 calorie yeah diet. really low yeah really low so that they can shed as many of those pounds that are that fall off when you have excess weight as possible before the surgery yeah, yeah. and like when I heard that Tammy was drinking a milkshake for example too it was making me so frustrated because I'm like I bet you any money even if this girl didn't even change what she ate and just drank only water, yeah. not sodies, not milkshakes. I, d- I don't think she's an alcohol drinker, but you know what I mean? No juice, nothing, just mm-hmm. water. I bet she would lose fucking like 15 pounds in a week if she did that. Yeah, she probably would. Um, I mean, even people of average weight give up something like alcohol. And find you know how many people I know that lost weight literally just from drinking only water mm-hmm. and doing like little oh, things you. like I, I remember I remember my friend's mom growing up she was always like overweight yeah. and um I remember she had lost like so much weight and everyone was like oh my god what's her secret you know mm-hmm. and this was like the early 2000s like the day of like Jenny Craig and Weight oh, Watchers god. and Atkins. you know all 
all Atkins and all that stupid shit. And um, well, it's, not, it's not stupid because it, uh, Amber Atkins, but because it's not stupid because it, it does work for some people. But you know what I mean? Oh, the fad the f- work for sure. The, it's just the early, the early 2000s <laughs> were like the fad diets. That's what oh, I'm trying girl. to say. In the 80s um, and the 90s. Well, I guess the 80s and 90s was like aerobicize. And then finally they were just like, ah, fuck it. And, oh, and then they gave you speed in the 90s. They gave you speed in FenFen until FenFen became illegal. And then yeah. it was all about diet pills. And then it was all about uh, fad diets. And now it's all about um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Keto? Supplements. Oh, Keto supplements. And supplements and juice. juice well, thing. and I remember like my friend's mom in these days when everyone's like, what were you doing? Whatever. And because she had lost so much weight. Yeah. And that, and she was like, I honestly just changed my lifestyle. She's like, well, she's yeah. like, I don't, she's like, I don't eat perfectly, but That's I try to eat healthier. She's like, she's like, I purposely park further away when I go to work instead of yeah. right at the beginning so that I have a longer walk to and from. And then she goes, and instead of taking the elevator up to my office, I take the stairs. She's like, and instead of drinking pop, I drink water. She's like, that's pretty much it. And everyone, yeah, and everyone would always bug her and be like, no, come on, like, you must be taking some sort of pill or something. And she's like, no, like, I literally just did that. Well, the modifications that you just mentioned, that's what I mean about Tammy. She doesn't have to spill her heart out. But if somebody were there helping her just make those little changes, help shape her behavior, she'd be succeeding. I agree with you 100%. It's just that she needs extra, she needs more help. She just does not help to enable her. She needs help to kick her ass and, and get her, convince her, like give her achievable goals. She needs like what we would call like a task analysis. It's like this whole thing is okay. You remember that? Okay. This is the best example ever. And you're going to love it. Remember, obviously you do when Chandler and Monica got married and Chandler's mm-hmm. freaking out Yeah, and he runs away and they don't want Monica to know. And so Ross, I almost said David, Ross finds her at him and he's like, okay, don't think about getting married. All you have to do now is take a shower. Yeah. One step at a time. Take a shower. And all you got to do is put it. And then, no, no, I love it then when he's like, yeah, no, what do I got to do now? Walk down the aisle. (laughs) Yeah. Now you just got to get married. Yeah. But that's exactly, that is exactly what shaping behavior is. Of course, it's not that rapid, but it's like, okay, so-and-so doesn't know how to brush their teeth. Let's just teach her first how to find her toothbrush. Okay. Now we teach her how to find her toothbrush, get it wet. Like shape yeah, the You're behavior. not going to be flossing after every meal right away, but no. we'll start off with yeah. you brushing your teeth, you know, before you go to bed every night or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, actually, I was just using toothbrushing as an example, but you're right, Tammy, we could do it with the toothbrush too. Hey girl, just practice like, you know, getting it wet. <laughs> Honestly, just get in the habit of finding your toothbrush every night. Because exactly. that will change things. Like it really will. It changes the brain, the way your brain, your brain, your brain functions, your brain functions. It I totally does. And, and okay. So there is a part that I actually did write down um, where Jerry was like talking to the producer uh-huh. and um, it was right after Chris had his stern talking with him Order. and Jerry said, um, He's like, you know, I do want Tammy to be healthy. I do want her to lose weight. But at the same time, she's very hard-headed. And she's, he's, he, Jerry, he didn't redeem himself. But I did kind of look at it a little bit differently in the second episode. Because 
he, he first of all he admits that he loves junk food yeah. and that it's hard for him Tammy cannot be with somebody that loves junk food as much no. as Jerry does because Jerry's like well I want to eat it so why am I gonna tell you not to eat it because I want to eat it too if you're with someone you guys as a couple yeah. is like living at anything you guys will slowly morph into each other I know I'm that's I that's am why <laughs> that's why I'm not saying every couple does this because obviously no, 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 like, there's so many different but that's why I, yeah. a lot of people end up gaining a lot of weight when they're in a relationship because you know, they get comfortable and they, they eat, they eat yeah. together. Yeah. Or there's couples that will get like jacked together because mm-hmm. one of the people are into like the gym and you know, you are yeah. who, and it's, it's not just couples, it's friendships. You are who you hang out with and who you spend your time with. Right? Birds of a feather flock together. Exactly. Sorry, exactly. wrong accent. <laughs> Birds of the feather flock It's together. true though. And um, so mm-hmm. A, I think Tammy can not be with anybody that likes junk food. I think she needs to be with somebody that, um, that eats somewhat healthy. I'm not saying Tammy needs to be perfect. She just needs somewhat healthy living. It was like, how hard is it? Like, like it's not just that he likes junk food. It's like, maybe he's also addicted because, and Amy says that at a point. Oh, well he's, he's got the balls because when Chris goes over, he's sitting there on the fucking couch, eating handfuls of Cheetos right in front of Tammy, knowing that Chris is going to walk in the balls. You have to have to do that. Which I'm I'm, Yeah. And with the cameras and which, and which is why I'm saying like, he's got issues too, because somebody that if it were you, you know, you like, I'm sure you like certain foods that aren't on their meal plan because there's, mm-hmm. there, it's very limited, but say you were visiting them, you would be like, Hey, maybe I just won't eat right now. If you were staying with them, you would be like, oh, I'll eat a salad. Like it's not that hard. Like the, you would just modify your behavior because you if, don't, you don't have an eating disorder, but it seems Jerry like he can't do that. He would have gone over and been like, I I know I can't physically push you around, mm. but I can physically cook for you every night Jerry while I'm nothing. here. Less so why, nothing. So why don't I cook us healthy meals and healthy snacks and we eat healthy while I'm here? She probably honestly would have lost like 30 pounds What's if they just it, ate healthy yeah, in that he short would, amount of time. If he were the right kind of person he would have been all it took. And that, I think that's why her family is so angry. It's like, he could have, he he could have, he has the ability to influence her more than anybody else at this point. Exactly. Yeah. And he's using, he's not doing anything with it except giving her junk food. And he could be the one to be like, Tammy, Hey, this is amazing. You're going to lose the weight. And then she would. And instead she's gained 50 pounds. If he, were to say to her like if you lose the weight you and I could go on vacation sure. we could go do this and this, and this and this yeah. and this all of these activities together we could actually kids. be a couple if he were to like put those thoughts in her head and help her do it yeah. I don't think it would even be a problem for her no. but he sh- but but you know, it's not to say that it's his job to be there for anybody else but just don't be there if you're, because if you're going to be, if you're not no. being supportive, you're being destructive. So don't please be don't going be there. To pick, don't, don't be, be going there. to pick her up a fucking 32 ounce don't milkshake. Be there. Like, 
Yeah, and if I'm drugs. a very firm believer of not restricting yourself because then yeah. that's when I feel like when people go crazy and they binge. Mm-hmm. But like if you're craving a milkshake because you've drank in 32 ounce milkshakes every single day of your life for the past 20 years, it's which okay Tammy probably has, yeah. if she wants a milkshake one day, it's like, how about just getting like the kid size? 32 you know? meals in a day. We know that it's not about, you know, treating yourself. It's about obliterating yourself. She, uh, she, I don't need, I, it's past the point of eating your feelings. It's, uh, it's you know. just habit. It's just, it's now to the point that it's not anything other than the course, the, the chain of th- the, th- the thought chain in her head is if I eat, I'll be safe. If I eat, I'll be safe. If I eat, I'll be safe. That's really all it comes down to. Well, there's one point though, um, in the same conversation after Chris has his talking with Jerry, when mm-hmm. Jerry's talking to the camera and, um, you know, right before he says that it's hard for him because he loves his junk food. He's like, he's like, I try to help her, but Tammy is very hard headed. And we've also heard that from Amy. We've heard that from Michael. So do you think that Amy, if someone tells her no, she just goes berserk? Like, how do you think that Tammy acts when she hears no? Oh, so this is like, say, say, say like, uh, Amy's over there and Amy's like, oh, it's dinner time. Wait, wait, you want to role play? Can we role play? Can I be Tammy? Yeah, okay, I'll be Amy, you be Tammy. Okay, wait, can I chime some? Hold on. I opened my my vodka thingy. Okay. So, Tammy, Tammy, I'm I'm getting dinner. What do you want? What do you think I want? I think I'll get you a salad with some chicken. Uh, you know. You give me a whole No, chicken? you're going to have a grilled chicken salad. Oh, gross. That ain't food. At least fry uh, it. All right. Well, I ain't getting you any food then. Really? You're helping me. How are you going to get it yourself? I'll make Michael get it for me. Michael's not getting you anything, Tammy. See, that's what it is. She's just going to throw a fit, but she actually has no recourse. But they give in because she's throwing a fit. Well, back to my 600-pound life. How can you not? Because both of these shows go hand in hand. Um but like there was an episode where, you know, the, the woman was like 800 pounds, like she could not physically move out of her bed and she kept gaining weight. And doctor now was like, well, how are you getting food? Because I know you're not getting it. Yeah. And then eventually it came out that her friend was sneaking her in food through her window mm-hmm. when no well, one else you. was around. So like, why did these this is another question I have for you about your opinion. Why do these people enable these people if they're so worried about them dying anything? Because I mean, because there's a conflict of, of, of needs. Go ahead. It, I was going to say it's, it's not the same as drug addiction in my opinion, because with drug addiction, um, 
it's a, it's different because it's like the, the, with drug addiction, you go out on your own and you go find your drugs and you go get high with food addiction, like in Tammy's position, for example, like she's physically stuck. So she can't physically go out and get it herself. Yeah. So, so that's, so the enabling is a little different in that okay. way. Yeah. So, um, totally. you know, cause with drug addiction, they could go out and they could do whatever they need to do for money, get themselves killed, just trying yeah. to get money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So like, why yeah. do you think in the food addiction aspect, they still enable? I think that there's a lot of emotional blackmail involved. Uh, Tammy is really, really good at, manipulating people she and apparently that woman is as well she's also extremely persistent because she's used to getting what she wants obviously she's 650 pounds so she's been getting food this whole time and so imagine the force you're met with when you tell her no like you just said why do people enable her to get her to stop asking Honestly, that's why. So it's kind of like, I mean, in most cases, they get to the point where they're like, I don't know what else to do. She won't leave me alone. Like for Amy, that's why Amy needs to get further away is because she can't get away from Tammy and Tammy won't leave her alone and, and, you know, push her. And, and obviously, you know, the, what's his fucking name? Jerry doesn't have a backbone. And he doesn't care. So he's like, fine, I don't want her to bug me anymore. So I'm just going to, you know, to make the noise stop, I'm going to get her what she wants. And she, she relies on that. So she probably knows who to ask and how to ask them. Um, but like, for instance, like what they would need to do other, other than that is just flat out no and then ignore. But that's really hard because the person's going to be like, you ignore me, I'll wait it out, right? They're going to expect you to turn around and be like, forget it. So you have to really, really put up with a lot. So it's called putting a behavior on extinction when you want to stop it, like the begging for food. And it always gets way worse before it gets goes away. It will go away. But at first it gets worse because the person is so used to you doing what they want um, that they fight harder until they realize finally they're like, okay, she's not giving in. Um, the example that we always give or that's always given in like textbooks is uh, a vending machine. So if you go to a vending machine that you use every day and you put a dollar in and you click the button for M&Ms and the M&Ms get stuck, you're going to hit the vending machine. And if they don't come out, you're going to hit it harder. And then if they don't come out, you're going to be like Homer Simpson and put your hand in the vending machine. Homer, are you just holding on to it? (laughs) Yeah. Why? (laughs) It's just going to escalate, right? It'll escalate. Your behavior will escalate until finally, if you don't get that candy, you give up and you walk away and you're done. So that's basically the same with the behavior. So if the role playing were reversed, I'll be Amy, you be Tammy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tammy, what do you want for dinner? I want two quarter pounders, a Big Mac, a 20 piece of nuggets, and a 32 ounce milkshake. All right. I'll tell Santa, I'm going to go get you grilled chicken salad. Amy, no. You think you're better than me because you're having a baby. See you later. See, like that's that's what I think that yeah, Tammy's like. I think exactly. that she and it works. People give into it. Trips. People we, engage we in the fight. Break. Absolutely. But I just want to say people engage in the fight, and that's why it works. And then I have more to say about it when we come. Okay, bye. Okay.
Tilda Taylor, like different Taylor. Um, She, when me and her tried to do an episode, but then the internet stopped working or whatever. She was saying, she's like, she's like, oh my God, I can't wait until you guys do Drop Dead Gorgeous because, uh, Oh, Mindy Sterling. I'm like, I'm like, who's Mindy Sterling? And then when I watch it, I was like, oh, <laughs> Frau Farbissina. Oh, really? That's why she was excited about it too. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, that'd be fucking good. Yeah, I'm sorry to the if anybody listening, I'm so sorry about that. Um, anchor only. Oh my god, we're recording right now. I thought I, me and you. <laughs> I just started it. I just started. okay. I, th- I I just noticed. I was like, I thought me and you I, were just like no, shooting no, no, no. shit. All the rest was shooting shit. Not I that just, I was not that I was saying anything like that. No, I, I just started fun. it at um at Mark. What's her name? Something Fra Farbisna. Yeah, Fra Fer- I started at Fra Farbisna. Um, and then but also, um, Taylor Jordan, my listener and listener of coast to coast cocktails taylor jordan love you uh-huh. we're gonna do our rock of love episode soon girl um, isn't she gonna come on our show or is that someone different we could have her on our show, taylor, come on our show. <laughs> um she when i posted on our instagram page that we were doing our six feet under episode mm-hmm. i don't know if i told you this but she messaged me and she was Ooh. like oh my god i didn't know you like six feet under i met rachel griffith who plays uh Brenda. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? How? And I guess that they were both at some like charity event together. And okay. she said that in, in the town nice? that she yeah. She oh. said that Rachel Griffith, it was like a small charity event in like her small town. And she said that Rachel Griffith was like the nicest fucking person ever. I believe it. But she seems real. I know. And then after like f- like re-watching six feet under and like finishing it and everything mm-hmm. i was like it just made me love brenda and her character so much more because i'm like knowing that she's like a good person in real yeah. life I hear you. you know what i mean it like makes you yeah. enjoy it more you know oh my god when i was a kid once i read this article that said david schwimmer and um lisa kudra were mean or something it was like mm-hmm. some some silly thing and i like i was because I, I took it seriously like they're know, they're more professional and super little like who knows but at the time I was like but what, what, what <laughs> hey guys I'm not sober. I mean yeah I've read like lots of articles about like the friends cast being assholes and stuff well it was like three of them the whole thing the lore was always three are nice and three are not and the nice ones were Joey, Rachel, and wait, yeah, Joey, Rachel, and Monica. And the mean mm-hmm. ones were Phoebe, Ross, and Chandler. I could see. I mean, Chandler I don't marriage issues, so like I don't like to believe it, but I could totally see Matthew Perry and David Schwimmer both being. Dicks. I have no trouble imagining David Schwimmer being a dick. Like zero. Trouble. But I love him. He's he's my Ross is my favorite friend. I love him too. Don't get me wrong. But but I could see him. you like see him get mad on the show. I could see him get mad real person. TV plays such a goof that you're like she'd never be mad. But I guess I could see it. Although it still is hard to me for me to imagine that Lisa Kudrow is mean. Maybe just like different. I don't know. And, and Matthew Perry is just a drug addict. I mean, 
this he's is the thing. A drug addict. Sorry, he's not just a drug addict. I just mean his behavior was erratic because he was a drug addict. But I, mean. I yes. love Matthew Perry. I love you. I I own a book called um, "The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober," and it's a yeah. memoir slash self help book about. Um, Justine, that's on my Audible list. Are you serious? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to spoil it for you right now because it's so fucking good. I I read it once and it's one of those books that like you only need to read once. And then I lent it slash gave it away. Like it's one of those books. I don't care if I ever give back. I gave it to um, all my books, almost all my books. It's like share it, you know, share the wealth. I gave it to. Yeah, like I gave it to like a friend of a friend of mine because her husband has been like drinking a lot and she's like trying to get him to not drink. And, and at the very beginning of this book, the author even says, this isn't a sobriety book, book, Brooke book. (laughs) She's like, she's like, I'm not trying to get you to, you know, completely quit drinking, but my goal is to make you think about your drinking before you do it. You know? So I read this whole entire girl's memoir and she has a bunch of like really insane stories that made me honestly feel better about how much I drink I'm like well I've never been as bad as her so yeah I'm good but um but at the end of the book she has this section about different celebrities who are sober and um Matthew Perry is one of them and um Mm -hmm. and she talks about how he said that there was one part of friends, you know, they filmed it over 10 years, but in the course of it, there, there was like a few years where every single day he was on set, he was hung over. Like he was just hung over as fuck filming all those scenes. And I'm like, yeah, I can't imagine imagine going on set six in the morning, getting your makeup done, hung over as fuck. Mm -hmm. And friends is such like a quick show. Like it's, audience, it's, and not, it's a multi-cam and you're doing yes. it over and over like it's not like you're just going in and doing this it's scene. not and not even not doing it over and over and over again like that's it's that's like, tv in general do it that but, way. but like picture like a six feet under yeah. for example how like um the dialogue for the most part is really slow and like the scenes are taken really snappy. slow and it's like this. It's with, with friends it's like da 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 no da 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 and it's Maybe, like louder he's the, yeah. and like and he's yeah. the quippy one yeah actually i remember him saying that in interviews too saying yeah, i was never high at work only painfully and i just felt so anyways that book I would recommend that to anybody, whether you're sober, whether you drink anything. It's just, first of all, it's really entertaining. And like I said, it's not preachy. It's not, it's not self-helpy. Like you shouldn't drink. It's not like that at all. The girl um, who wrote it, she's like I said, she's not preachy. She's just very like, all I'm going to do is tell my story yeah. And why I prefer to not drink and that's it. And you can take it however you want to interpret it. And um, yeah. yeah, I just really like that. So I would recommend that book to anybody, The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. Um, we're having a heck of a time and I'm not ignoring you by looking down because I have 
this other uh, book that I thought was in my Audible, but perhaps is in my Kindle, but now my Kindle won't work. Um, and it's not that book, but it's, and I don't know if it's the same author or not. It's like, you're something mine, or it's something, you're something mind. <laughs> That's helpful. Um, but it's the same, it's like quieting or something mind. And it's the same idea. It's like, it's not about getting to be sober. It's about have like, like I said, it's changing the function of your behavior. You, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're not going to drink. It means you're going to drink for different reasons as we're talking about food. And that's why I love that approach because to me, that's the way I've had to deal with everything. Health, my food, my body, like there's nothing I could, I could just give up that's problematic in my life. But that's not a choice for me. It's not, a, it's not an addiction to something that's, you know, unnecessary, like food, like food. And so I, I relate to that though so much. And I also think it's more functional on a human level because I think someone is more likely to choose not to drink if they know that they can, but they have a really, really solid foundation of knowledge, self-knowledge and self-respect and self and self-assurance and just a healthy relationship with other things enough to know, like, I don't need alcohol. Mm-hmm. Close to being told, you can't drink it, you can't drink it, just give it to the Lord and blah, 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 don't sin, you know, all that mm-hmm. shit. Recovery is still wrapped up in religion. I understand that it's old and that's why the 12 steps, but like, there's no reason for it to be. And like, that's why I'm um, secular. That's why I love Liz because Liz, uh, yeah, it's so funny because Liz, I don't even think Liz realizes how many podcasts she's like the origin of our lives. Every single podcast I listen to mentions Liz like at least (laughs) once a month. Well, Liz said this really, you know, or malls, it's Liz Um, and malls. Exactly. But Liz, that's one thing she always says, because Liz is, you know, uh, infamously, famously, whatever you want to say, she's known as being like, you know, a quote unquote sober person. And she talks about her own truth with being sober and how Mm -hmm. she believes in the 12 steps and how the 12 steps help her. But she always says, I'm not religious, but I do like but the whole a higher power thing, like she believes it in the yeah, way of the 12 steps, but she doesn't necessarily believe it's God. And um, even in Six Feet Under, uh, you know, spoiler alert, um, you know, if you're, you know, 15 years late on that show, um, Brenda is a sex addict and she goes to 12 step meetings for sex addiction. Yeah. And you know, and that's one thing that she struggles with is that the people keep trying to tell her like there's a higher power, but Brenda is an atheist yeah. and she constantly um, believes in that. And then, you know, because uh, I just finished it, obviously. Right. Spoiler alert, guys, if you don't want to know how Six Feet Under ends, <laughs> then, you know, skip ahead like a minute. But um, Brenda is pregnant with Nate's baby and Nate dies and then um and then she gives birth to the baby like two months early and mm. um and you know that i don't know what it's called but you know the test that you can do when you're pregnant that determines like if your baby's gonna have like down, down syndrome, syndrome yeah. or like any other mm-hmm. rare things like that well she didn't want to have it she was like so against it 
And then in Six Feet Under, she gives birth to the baby and the baby's like however many weeks early and like struggling to breathe at first. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how in Six Feet Under, how like the dead person will always come to them, like the dad will always come to the kids. Well, Nate is coming to her and Nate's like yelling at her and he's like, this is why I didn't want to fucking have a kid with you. And this is why I told you, you should have got that test done. And she's like, shut up. But then- in the end, Aww. the baby ends up being okay and like everything's okay. And, yeah. Well, that's supposed to be her imagining him, right? Not like what he really is saying. I always take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how we even freaking got onto this, but I don't either. I'm like, the ending of Six Feet Under, though, like, I'm going to talk to Deceit all night. So I don't know. Literally, literally rewatching it, like, bawling my fucking eyes out like Sometimes you just my face cry. my face was like completely red like I was like uncontrollably bawling I'm like I've seen this ending a hundred times I knew it was gonna happen it's just so perfect and so beautiful so and that like that song and that it's song. funny because I totally forgot the origins of why she's listening to that song oh, yeah I don't know that um, yet the guy the guy that she ends up with um danny he's yeah danny from the mindy project his name is ted in six feet under and it's funny because her him and claire are like complete opposites because claire dated billy she dated like all these art weirdo guys right and and then she ends up like working this corporate job and meets him and at one point she gets drunk and she yells at him and she's like, I don't even like you. You're a loser Republican. And she's like, I'm mad at him. And, um, but he's like the good guy. And then when Nate dies, she just calls him and she's like, I just need somebody. And then he picks her up and he's listening to the song breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Why are you listening to this? And he's like, Oh, I love top 40. I just I just love top 40 music. I can't help it. So then that's the year that song came out. And then she's go she's moving to New York City because she got offered a job as a photographer there. Uh-huh. And he gives her a mix of like top 40 music. And then he tells her, like, you can't play. So that's the year, like, that song came out or whatever. But the song and, like, everything that happens is just, like, so fucking perfect. (sighs) David, though, like. (sighs) He lasted the longest. Or I guess Claire lasted the longest. Yeah, Claire lived to be, like, 102 or something. No, David, David lived to be 75. Oh, yeah. Keith was like 70, I think. Well, didn't Keith get shot? Yeah. 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 Keith got assassinated. Ruth died in her hospital bed. David David had a heart attack. Yeah. I'm assuming that's a heart attack, right? Um, Yeah. And then I watched watched the first episode of Dexter today, too. Ooh. Yeah. We got to do that one. Okay. Um, How much? What do we need to? What do we need We're still talking about Thousand Pound Sisters. Sorry, you can edit all this out. No, um, I'm not going to. Uh, no, I mean, like, what else? We've talked about pretty much the entire six episodes. Okay, I just I just want to do uh, the, t- the only thing left to talk about is the yeah. Tammy and Chris car ride to the dentist. Because <laughs> I wrote that down almost verbatim. 
wait, wait, wait. There's one line that I loved before that, and it's when she he comes in from interrogating, not even interrogating. What's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Jerry. Chris. Jerry. Jerry. Um, and Chris comes in, and and she's like, "I had to go. What'd you do?" And he's like, I "Pull out a gun." Like <laughs> that, pull out a gun. It's so good. Okay, go ahead. God. So Chris is driving Tammy to the dentist. Yeah. And then Chris goes, really? It's been, it's been 10 years since you've been to the dentist? And then Tammy goes, yeah, I, I mean, it's nothing I'm proud of. And then Chris goes, well, you've got to find a place that's like able to handle your size because they are few and far between. <laughs> and then Tammy's like, I'm nervous and excited. I mean, having a boyfriend definitely motivates me oh, because right. I want to look good for them. Which, I want to fix all this. Which like, most of the time, I would argue the opposite. I find that most people let themselves go when they have a, a relationship. friend. Because no, 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 they're no, like, like, oh. But, but that's when they're a sure thing. Jerry is not a sure thing. She doesn't even think he's coming. So clearly, she's like, it's early days. She's like, gotta but, keep him. And also just the whole situation is kind of the opposite for Tammy because, you know, with us, let's pretend that COVID was never a thing. We're not talking about COVID. Okay. Okay. But with us, if we're single, we're going to bars and stuff. Mm -hmm. We're like, you know, we're buying new outfits. We're like doing our hair and makeup because we're like trying to attract attract men. And then once we have a man that we know loves us, we're like, why am I going to put on makeup? Why am I going to put on a dress? We're hanging out in our sweatpants watching movies because, all night. Yeah, that's what a normal man, relationship does. But that's because the guy likes us, not because the guy exactly. has a with our but, body. But in Tammy's situation, because she physically can't leave the house, it's yeah. different because in her situation, she's like, I sit around in sweats oh, with no makeup yeah. on all day. And then now that I actually have someone that I physically see, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. literally the opposite. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you were going for like, she should be comfortable, but like, yeah, this is like, no. they call, they go out to a restaurant after he's been there for however long and they call it their first date. And yeah. She's like, it's our first official date. And they wanted to have just the two of them. But they physically cannot because Michael can't physically push her up. Jerry. Or, not Michael, sorry. Jerry. Michael has to be there to push her. Yeah. And they stay Thank for you. dinner. Yes. Michael has to physically be there to push her because Jerry can't. So they have, instead of just going on a date on their own, they have to bring uh, Amy this and Michael. So good. Sorry. Okay. There's well, I'm going to try one when I come visit you. Unless I you just- want to ship me one, bitch. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I just tried it today. Um, I got it at the market. It's well, I don't know what that is um, vodka mule. So I was talking to Taylor about this. You remember because I she or they texted me and mm-hmm. said, um, "Oh, a good gluten free." I asked uh, asked my dad who is you know works with alcohol. What's a good gluten free vodka? And he said Tito's, and I was like, "Oh, great! I can have my vodka sodi." And uh, <laughs> Taylor goes, "Exactly." And um, I was thinking about that when I picked this up because it's um, it's pre made; it's in a can, but it's gluten free. So whatever their vodka is, it's also gluten free. 
great. And it's, it's, it's just a, it's, it's just a Moscow mule in a can. So good. Oh, you know what? When you visit, we should get those Moscow mules. In the mugs. Hell yeah. yes, girl. Hell they, yeah. Like, they tickle your nose. Those are so good. We'll do like a Moscow mule day and then we'll do like a mimosa day. You know, it's going to be amazing. We're we'll just going to be the drunk days. the whole entire time. I'm there. Absolutely. That's going to be my bachelor party. You're going to be like hammered at your party. wedding, like sitting up, sh- like oh, saying seriously? your vows to Kyler. Like, <laughs> no, you are probably going to be my bachelor party. Just hang out with Justine. Um, no, but it's going to be awesome because we have a yard and it's going to be nice. And uh, we can go have like fire pit nights and drink and smoke. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited. You can come for like a week before the wedding and then I can like, I'm not a bridezilla. It will be pretty like simple. So. Oh, and okay. like, you know me, like, well, my cousin lives in San Clemente. How far away is that from you? I feel like that's in Southern California. But... It's like close to Orange County, I think. Yeah, that's Southern California. That is very. Well, even if I go there first and then I like come there after, you know, like I could figure, I could figure something out. Totally, totally. And um, like I said, there'll be. Well, we could talk off air, but there'll be so many people here that will also be like staying nearby. Yeah, probably all at the same hotel, so you could hotel figure it out. And I'm gonna do like I told you. I'm gonna do my absolute best to make it. Um, yeah, we'll get you a hotel room and then we'll have like a little mini bachelorette for you. Fuck yeah. Um, I don't want to, I don't want a male stripper. You can strip, but I don't want a male stripper. That makes me perfect. I'll be the stripper. Yeah. Um, so Chris, so Chris says to Tammy, you know, there's a lot of temptation coming through here. Right around the corner. There's a damn donut shop. Those fresh ones, man. I mean, mm, I mean, but it's really not worth it. And you know then, Tam- he's, he's and then Tammy, such a dad. he speaks such a dad. No, but that's okay. This is what I love about Chris. Cause he's modeling Chris, it for her. Chris is just as much as a food addict as mm-hmm. Tammy, if not mm-hmm. more, because he has major fucking health issues and all but of his kids are obese too. Here. Yeah. But sure. he wants it more. He probably because he has kids. Yeah, he has kids. He has people to stick around for. And then Timmy says to him, well, as far as my diet goes, I I know I could be better. And then Chris goes, you ain't been doing nothing. And then Tammy's like, well, no, not really. And then he goes, I know for a fact you've been doing bad because Amanda says she came to visit you one day. You had a 32-ounce milkshake. What part of your diet is the damn milkshake? Because it's not. That's like over a thousand calories in a cup. My question is, how did you get it? And then Tammy, and then Tammy goes, "Well, I ordered it." And then Chris goes, "And who brought it to you?" Can I be Tammy? Yeah, you be Tammy, please. Sure, probably. Sure, probably. I asked him. I asked him. That's being an enabler, and if he's an enabler. Then what the fuck are we doing this shit for? The biggest thing we have, we have the dog disappointment coming up and you have to do everything you can to make that goal. I know. I'm trying. 
And then Chris has a talking head where he goes, I don't know what to think about Jerry. He gets her all the junk food she wants, but in the end, he's just killing her. And I know I need to give him a pretty stern talking to. And then meanwhile, it shows Tammy in the back of Chris's van. And she has like a pop that's like this big. Yeah. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I find interesting, too, is that. Uh, they don't worry about it. I, but I do find it interesting that she she has her nails done in Silver City and they look very nice. And, uh, when she's talking about I... the and she's like, oh, I'll fix all this. She like waves her hand in the face and like, Ooh, nice I would tips. assume that she has somebody that comes to her house to. Yeah do her nails because in the episode before she had somebody come to her house to do her hair so yeah well and then they when they have like on the couch when they do like confessionals or whatever confessionals, but when they're on the couch talking to the producers she has her hair done and she has makeup on and she looks so that's what i was going to say i always noticed how different they look not this isn't about the food but i always noticed it like obviously they look different than makeup but it's almost like she's overproduced or if I didn't know that this was how Tammy lived her life I would think that they were making her look worse like her face and her hair and stuff look worse than it was in the other scenes because when she has makeup on like she's very very big still but like I don't know she has life in her eyes and like I don't know she just seems more present she doesn't do the baby voice when she's on the couch like there's just different sides to Tammy and when Tammy like reveals that she's pansexual Honestly, and I'm going to, I'll put this clip in later, insert clip here. Um, but when she tells everybody that she's pansexual and explains wow in the talking head, I actually had so much respect for her. I was like, oh, she explained that really well. Uh, I mean, I like how she said, you know, I thought I was bisexual, but a friend of mine mentioned, you know, that, that there's, that there is such thing as it's not, you know, you don't have to just be bisexual. You just love the person for the person and it doesn't matter what they are. I actually really, I, I don't identify that way, but I, I think it actually that makes more sense to me than Could you tell that being, Jerry was very uncomfortable with hearing that though? Of course. Jerry was like, Jerry's what? A- so you mean you like men who used to be you would women, be a woman or like yeah. she said something like along those lines to her i was I like i feel like that's uh, more like he's transphobic than anything else but like he's a dick yeah i agree he's the worst like of course he's transphobic he's the fucking I worst because when she said pansexual he's like what was Ew. that and like i totally understand pansexual is like a new thing like i get I'm, that i'm not embarrassed to admit i looked it up just to make sure that i had it correct like because there's nothing wrong with not knowing as long as you educate yourself. Exactly. It, uh, but absolutely. I feel like Jerry was like, oh, like, I feel like he's the type of person that would be okay with her liking women as well, but not okay with her liking trans. I, oh, we have the same brain. I was thinking the same thing. His mind yeah, was like, when, when he said that, say, oh, you like girls. He, he didn't, he didn't say, he didn't say like, oh, you like oh, girls? Oh, you like girls too? Yeah. He nope. was like, oh, so you like, you would be attracted to a guy that was once a girl or like he said something along To someone that he would call, you know, a, a 
the words I won't say. Like to some, yeah, words. I'm like, whoa, Jerry. Like, okay, now we know what Jerry feels because he's a prize. Really, everybody wants him. Uh, anyway, um, Jerry's the fucking and worst. I want to say that I also feel like um, being pansexual to Tammy might be a bigger deal than you and I because. I live in Canada where no one really gives a fuck about anything. Yeah, she lives for the most part, a happy, peaceful place. You live in California where everybody yeah, is just like hippy dippy. She lives in the South Agreed. where she lives you know. in a very small community in Kentucky. It's really isolated. And for her to be not just like be aware of it, but to be very calmly saying it to the producers, I was like, wow. This is a streak of maturity in Tammy that I haven't really seen. And I've got to tell you that scene, just the way she spoke and held herself and expressed herself and was honest. I was like, wow, I really like this Tammy. I wish we saw more of her. And I think that's who's underneath that. She's just so, so bogged down by so much dysfunction and anxiety and depression. Like you said, like, it's just it's rough, dude. And but- I don't, I don't know what, urged her to come out to him if it was like a production thing or I think it was like or what but I think it was all production because who cares what Jerry I'm bisexual like well I don't know what is sexuality right like you are you saying you yourself are bisexual yeah but but I'm also yeah but I'm also saying like what is what is sexuality like what defines us you know what I mean like everyone has exactly everyone has their own Mm -hmm. fucking idea and my idea like like, uh, I find men attractive and I also find women attractive I've had sex with men I've had sex with women so in my in my thing I'm like okay to to world to society I'm bisexual I guess you would say right yeah. And, um, but I would never sit down with like a guy that I was newly dating and be like, just to let you know, I don't know <laughs> if this is going to, you know, change the way you look yeah. at me, but I'm bisexual. Like I personally, I would never do that. It's a little so, I do agree that this is the production had a, a play in it and it's possible that he already knew. And that's why it's weird. <laughs> I I think he was genuinely confused. He's like, what the fuck is pansexual? You know, my favorite part was AV. I know what pansexual is. Uh, It was people having sex with pans. I love Amy and Tammy's just relationship. I fucking, I can't. They're so When they walk into each other's house, hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. (laughs) She's like at the baby shop. Bitch, we're gonna play some games. And that's another part of Tammy that I love. Tammy is confident. She has a certain confidence around Amy. And Mm -hmm. and that's why she wants to be with Amy. Amy brings something out in her. And so does Chris. And I actually watching it, I was like, you know, Chris is better at being hard on her. And in the coming up for EC's ex season, episode eight, we do like when there's a scene where she's working, she's actually working out. Guys, she's never picked up a weight that I've seen. And she's doing it, and they. And then that they had like a personal trainer or something, yeah. right? And Amy, and that's exactly what I was saying. Like, Tammy could lift one pound weights and just do no, this. No, it's Tammy doing it. It's Tammy no, no. That's why I said Tammy could do that yeah, and lift one pound oh, weights. Yeah. And then in the coming up, I saw that Chris had seasons, like yeah. Chris had like three pounders, and Tammy had one pounders, and they were like, 
And then they and asked then, Chris, they're like, and how she do you was feel like about pouring it? sweat. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I've never seen her work this hard in her He's like, I'm life. shocked. He's like, I'm shocked, honestly. Shocked and honest. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I'm really excited to see that. Um, I don't know. Did we give any sort of synopsis of these episodes? Maybe we just kind of went through all we of. We encapsulated the spirit. We were guys. kind of, we were kind of everywhere. Okay, you know what though? And let me know. You know if you what though? I've never, anything. I've never done an episode like this where we just so talked. And we always say we're gonna do it, but then we always just end up recapping it. So I'm glad that we. <laughs> did it this way this was actually more fun yeah. and like freeing friends and listeners and and liz, liz and was liz. patreon liz explains it all like this is how she kind of does her episode she just kind of talks about it and um yeah i i like so doing it this way where we stressful. just kind of talk about it so yeah and it seems like um justine and i are having some like uh some some issues where we're both like uh, fuck the world so we might have a few more impromptu reports coming or we need to escape the world and hide. hey this this is one of my favorite podcasts i've ever done and it was because it's random i feel Ooh, like so I ra- we were planning to do this anyways but i ran and I, but and also like, our last i like to like I just need to like be with oh. a girlfriend and drink. Are you doing? And you're like, fuck yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Absolutely I feel flattered. so bad. And you're like, you're like, no, like I want to. It's like being so. in, it's like junior high and like the popular girl asks you over to sleep over and then you're apologizing for it. <laughs> I feel just being mm-hmm. so cool, you guys. No, oh, I love God. it. No, you're cool to me because I love hanging out with you and this is really fun. And when you t- sent me that, I was so excited. Um, so thank you. I, it, I feel the same way. This is a huge, uh, release for me and, and not stressing about the notes and everything is fun too. Um, and listeners, let us know what you think. Um, like be constructive. If you're not a fan, that's fine. But like, maybe don't call me like a sack of shit or anything. I don't know. No one, ha- no, no one has, but I was, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to encourage anybody to do anything, any, anything stupid. I don't know who's listening to this, but there was a podcast that I, um, I, that I follow, like I hadn't listened to them yet, but I followed them on Insta because they followed me and I followed them back and I looked and they don't, they're fairly new and seem good to me. And then somebody left this horrible, horrible review that was like, this is so bad, blah, blah, blah. But then they made it personal. Like, These sacks of shit are so stupid. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, they're not facts of shit just because you don't like their podcast. I don't understand people, but I mean, I do, and, but it's just upsetting. Um, like, yeah, maybe don't say that. That'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. But also, but if you have a criticism, that's okay. Just be constructive. I would appreciate okay. it. You can DM either one of us. Yeah. That's cool. Girl, guy, either, neither, whatever you are, you can talk. I'm sorry. No, Honestly, Sarah and I do this because we genuinely like hanging out and drinking together. And even if neither of us had a podcast, this is the shit that we would talk about anyway. We might as well podcast about it. This is why we do it. So, Um, yeah, it's great. Either you're a fan of us or fuck you. (laughs) 
Um, if you've made it this far, you're probably a fan. <laughs> so thanks. But, uh, um, 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 what was I going to say? Wouldn't it be so cool if like one day we're, we could just live off this? <laughs> I would be so happy. Yes. I know one day is for me tourist. to have my own fucking like setup ready in my room so I to plug a hundred million things in. Yeah, that sucks. Um, and then we'll go on tour and stuff and you can like change yes. your hair. You'll be famous for your hair. And I'll be famous for you know, my boobs. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that note, um, Everybody say goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye. Bye. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I M M M M M. Just put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. Told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair, put my lipstick on, in a glass of her boudoir. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause he made you perfect, babe. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Give yourself prudence and love your friends. Subway can't rejoice your truth. In the religion of the insecure, I must be myself, respect my youth. A different love is not a sin. Believe capital H. Whether you're broke or evergreen Your black, white, beige, chola descent You're Lebanese, you're Orient Whether life's disabilities Left you outcast for leader teased Rejoice and love yourself today Cause baby, you were born this no way No matter gay, straight or bi Lesbian, transgender life I'm on the right track Baby, I was born to survive No matter black, white or blue
same DNA, but born this way.